This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and had a good weekend. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Monday, July the 25th. And after three days, what can only be described as traffic chaos for anyone trying to head off on a summer break via the Port of Dover and Eurotunnel, we're being warned the problems may continue for a while yet. As you heard in Friday's podcast, there were miles of queues and hours of delays, bringing large parts of the county to a standstill. But why did it happen? Well, it was the first post-pandemic summer break for a start, but also there are now enhanced checks at the border because of Brexit. And to add to that, we're told there simply weren't enough staff in France to cope. Well, it's led to calls for a long-term solution, so Kent doesn't continually bear the brunt of the issue. Now, things have calmed down a bit today, but as I mentioned at the start, it could be busy again this weekend coming. Let's start today by hearing from Dover MP Natalie Elphick. She was in the town on Saturday and spoke about the situation there. There were queues in Dover before Brexit and there have been queues after we've left the EU and the capacity of these booths have been significantly increased, nearly doubled at the port of Dover to make sure that the French can get the border officers there to do the checks that they want to do. So the capacity is here at Dover for those port uh, controls. What happened yesterday is simply the workers did not turn up to work in the numbers that were needed to meet this peak getaway season. Here in Dover, we are a border town. You know, we have very close relations with counterparts on the French side. What happened yesterday was that the French let everyone down uh, with that lack of delivery against the needed preparations. But work happens all the time with the French and it's absolutely vital that we keep that close cooperation so that we can have the trade, that we can have the tourism, that we can have the free flow that we want to see on the ferries here in Dover. But as a Dover MP, I also want to make sure that people in Dover can get out and about to do what they need in their daily lives. And when the town's in gridlock, that doesn't happen. Well, the system is very fragile on the roads here, and I've been calling for a long time for investment in not just the roads here, particularly on the A2, which is part of the National Road Improvement Programme, but also to have lorry parks and check-in facilities um, so that we can take some of that traffic off the roads and take the pressure off it. You know, this is an incredibly successful port and Dover is an incredibly successful town. We want to see that success continue for both the port and the town to grow. And for that to happen, we must invest in our border infrastructure. That means investing here at the port of Dover and investing in the Kent roads right across the county too. Today, as I said, the situation has eased significantly after more than 72,000 passengers were processed by the port over the weekend. However, there's still a reminder to leave plenty of extra time if you are travelling. Operation Brock, which is the traffic calming system, remains in place on the M20 with lorries having to queue there. And in the past 48 hours, more than 100 fixed penalty notices have been handed out to drivers who've tried to avoid it. Traffic is flowing freely in both directions on the London-bound side, which is acting as a contraflow. Now, Toby Howe is from Kent Highways. He's also part of the Kent Resilience Forum, which deals with emergencies in the county, and the traffic at Dover was declared an emergency situation. Ultimately, it's not really a Kent County Council issue. It is more 
for government to um, look for that investment. So the same problems for the Port of Dover apply to the whole of KCC as well and the whole of Kent. So ultimately, this is a problem that needs resolving far higher up the chain by um, government, really, because it is Kent, um, the residents of Kent, the communities of Kent, such as Dover, that are suffering every time we have these problems. With the increased checks at the portals, and there are going to be more checks coming in in the next couple of years, that is what is causing a lot of the delay. So every holiday time, we will have increased traffic coming into Kent to cross the channel because it's the quickest way to get to Europe. So it's actually, yes, what can be done? We we need to see a better use of technology. Are there places that vehicles can be stored off the road so that it isn't Kent and the residents, as I say, that suffers each time? This weekend is the first big getaway weekend for tourists for three years since before the pandemic, but it's also since before um, the UK left EU exit. So we've always had delays um, at this time of year at the ports pre-pandemic. But as I mentioned, those additional checks are now adding to those delays. So the whole weekend is a very busy weekend at both Eurotunnel and the Port of Dover, as is next weekend as well. So Toby there was calling for more action from the government. Well, Downing Street has today said they don't think the queues at Dover over the weekend had anything to do with Brexit. A spokesman for the Prime Minister did acknowledge that it had brought changes at the border but they insist there were plans for that. Education Secretary James Cleverly has also been speaking about it and says French authorities need to increase the number of staff doing security checks at the border. Ultimately, this is something that we do need um, uh, the French authorities to increase the number of people doing those checks. But ultimately, I think the priority is to get this resolved and to make sure that we don't uh, do anything to make it worse. And I think the best way of doing that is to work with our French counterparts. We have never been part of the Schengen area. There, have always, there has always been the necessity for border checks. How those checks are done should and could be pragmatic because we are no greater risk now than we were when we were a member state of the European Union prior to uh, 2019. And finally, what if you want to abandon a holiday in Europe altogether? Well, Claire Irvin is head of travel at The Telegraph and says there are plenty of options on this side of the channel. We're very lucky that we live in the UK in terms of holidays. Huge variation in um, in landscape and things to do and places to go. Um, prices we're seeing falling um, after those huge price hikes we saw after the um, the pandemic. So, you know, it, it could be a more um, affordable option than it was looking um, a few months and even weeks ago. Um, and of course, you know, this glorious weather helps. You know, there are um, vineyards and huge open spaces, go walking, great swathes of um, uncluttered coastline. Um, think about Carmarthenshire, for example, which is called the Cinderella of the UK because it's um, constantly overlooked uh, in favour of Pembrokeshire. You know, you don't have to head to Devon and Cornwall. Um, and so, you know, so the UK, loads and loads of, um, of options there. Or, of course, you could look off-season um, overseas and, um, uh, you know, and take a punt, take a risk 
but you know you're less likely to get caught up in travel delays. We'll continue to keep you updated on the travel situation. You can also head to our travel blog at Kent Online. Plus, you can hear regular travel updates over on our sister radio station KMFM. And on tomorrow's podcast, we're going to be hearing how tourist attractions in Kent have been affected by the disruption and what can be done to help. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today, and it's emerged a mum of three who died after being stabbed in Margate was attacked through a panel of a door which had been kicked in. An inquest has heard Samantha Murphy had been at a friend's party in Elfrida Close when she was stabbed in the leg nine days ago. The hearing has been adjourned while criminal proceedings continue. A man's been charged with murder while a woman's accused of assisting an offender. A man's in a serious condition in hospital today after a group gate crashed an 18th birthday party in Ashford. Eight other people are said to have been hurt when it happened at Kennington Women's Institute Hall on Saturday night. Windows at the building have been boarded up and we're told a number of cars parked nearby were damaged. You can see pictures by heading to the story today at Kent Online. Now, police have told the podcast that an 18-year-old man and two younger teenage boys have been arrested. They're being held on suspicion of assault and criminal damage. Anyone who saw the attack is being urged to call an appeal line. We've got the number for that. It's 01843 That's 01843 And if you do have any information, you're being urged to quote the reference number 46 slash 14286 that's 46 slash 14286 You can also get in contact with Crime Stoppers anonymously. Their number's 0800 one or you can use their website. A serial killer who murdered a priest in Kent back in the 1970s could be released from prison this year. Patrick Mackay, who grew up around Dartford and Gravesend, has spent nearly 50 years behind bars after killing at least eight people. He's now in an open jail and his case has been referred to the parole board. Two people have been treated by paramedics and one of them's been taken to hospital following a fire near Maidstone. Several boats caught alight at Hampstead Marina in Yielding yesterday. The River Medway was closed to traffic while crews tackled the flames. Witnesses say they heard an explosion and smoke could be seen for miles. Now, the family of a Thanet man who died three days after being found injured in a road have told the Kent Online podcast they still believe he was murdered. 32-year-old Philip Stovall was discovered on Caxton Road in Garlinge in October last year and despite being flown to hospital, he couldn't be saved. Police say he most likely fell as a result of being drunk before being hit by a car. Well, his dad, Alec, has been speaking to our reporter, Jerry Warren. Can you tell me a little bit about what sort of chap Philip was, Alec? He was a lovable character by all. Um, he was very, very lovable. Um, he really looked after his mum. Um, she's got breathing problems and he'd come home to the cooking and, you know, one thing or another, but out he's got a little... We, actual fact, we had one case of... Um, over 2,000 um, references on the internet, condolences, so, you yeah. know. And a lot of people at his funeral, I understand. Yeah. Yes, that's right, and it was from all over the world. Oh, he, he, it's a great loss to you and the family. Very good, great loss, yes. And now, plus the fact that he had a daughter, we can't forget that, you know, he had an eight-year-old daughter who... Lost her dad. Lost her dad, yeah. Now, you have some concerns about the injury you suffered, 
and you really want the pathologist, I understand, to to help I'm you not, with that. I wasn't happy with the way it went, um, and certainly information going back forensic as well. I've, you know, myself and my uh, lawyer also thought the same. You know, um, you're always looking that side but you know you look nothing ever comes out rosy in these things so no but uh, but what we'd like to do is to have the pathologist there so you can put your mind at rest the pathologist will help i think too many people have gone down the wrong road in and they're in the wrong position an inquest into Philip's death has opened and been adjourned this podcast is sponsored by the fg barnes group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. A court's heard how a drunk teenager from Faversham told police he'd put a bomb in a hotel to try and get a lift home from officers. He rang 999 four times in January, sparking a major emergency response at the McCure Great Danes Hotel in Hollingbourne. The 19-year-old has been given a suspended sentence and ordered to do 100 hours of unpaid work. Parents in Kent are said to be furious after a government contractor lost thousands of primary school SATs results. Year six pupils across the county sat the test back in May for the first time since before the pandemic. One mum in Ramsgate has described it as a kick in the teeth for children. The Department for Education say they understand it's frustrating and an investigation is underway. Some villages near Maidstone are still without water following a burst main over the weekend. Southeast Water say repairs have been carried out but supplies are still disrupted in Cox Heath. A bottled water station is also open again in Chollock, not far from Ashford, where residents have been having problems for more than a week now. Now, Kent Farmer's been praised for helping to stop a huge field fire from spreading to nearby homes. Lucy has more on this one and other field fires that have continued to break out in the dry, warm weather. Yes, so 20 acres of land on Lenham Heath between Maidstone and Ashford went up in flames on Saturday. The landowner's neighbour used a tractor to cut some of the crops, effectively creating a fire break. In fact, you can see the rather dramatic pictures at Kent Online. Elsewhere, firefighters have been tackling a large field blaze close to people's homes near Canterbury. Crews were called to Cockering Road in Chartham yesterday afternoon after crops caught alight. No one was hurt, thankfully, and it's not clear how it started. Meantime, two teenage boys have been arrested after it's thought a fire that spread to a cornfield near Dartford had been started deliberately. Five fire engines were sent to tackle the flames that broke out in a hedgerow off Shire Hall Road in Hawley yesterday evening. The suspects have been released under investigation. And finally, on these fires, we're getting very close to harvest, so this is absolutely devastating for farmers who are affected. The crops that have been destroyed would have provided vital income. Kent Online reports. It's been confirmed another Argos store in Kent is closing down. The shop on the Marshwood Close Retail Park in Canterbury will be shutting in September. At the same time, another branch is opening inside the nearby Sainsbury's store. Bosses say staff will be offered the chance to be redeployed to other roles. Meantime, it's feared converting empty offices on Sittingbourne High Street into housing will cause a parking nightmare. Developers want to create 17 studio apartments in the Grade 2 listed building above TJ's e-cigarettes. 
but there are concerns residents won't have anywhere to put their car. This is actually one of our most read stories today. You can let us know what you think by leaving a comment at Kent Online. A new cafe has been set up in a part of Kent to help people learn English. Now, Sam Davis started the Medway Language Cafe to help those who've moved to the UK fit in and interact with others. So far, more than 20 people have been attending the sessions, including, interestingly, Ukrainian refugees who are starting a new life here in the county. Well, Sam has been chatting to our reporter, Sasha, all about it. During my studies, I, I studied abroad and I lived in France for a little bit. And at time, I really struggled um, there to meet people kind of you know even to practice my French was quite difficult um and although that was a long time ago that kind of stuck with me and then um last year I decided I wanted to kind of try and get my French back 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 up a bit again um and I met a lovely girl who had moved here to do like a language assistant um sort of stay so she was here for just a few months and she was really struggling and you know I could see a lot of the things she was saying to me just took me straight back like I felt exactly the same way and I just thought this is you know there should be somewhere people can go there should be you know a place where people can go meet people practice their English in a in a you know a relaxing and calm place because you know as a teacher I always go on about it to my students you know to say um you know this that's a really good way to practice and to and to improve the level and then I realized actually there wasn't really anywhere like that in Medway so yeah that's kind of where it came from (laughs) when you um started it did did you sort of reach out to the cafe and be like oh I had this idea is it all right if you is it right if we could host it every fortnight and yeah how did it go with that yeah basically so um so um Lyd who I um hopefully put you in contact with she she's also she's a friend um and she um I remember we were talking and she was telling me about, you know, her plans for the coffee shop and saying, you know, how they're really, really keen to get more like community groups in there. Um, and I've had that conversation before, like a few months before, um, sort of I had the idea for the cafe. And then, yeah, so when I did, I was kind of like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of just worked out really well. <laughs> yeah. And um, how have you seen uh, the members sort of, I guess, um, gain that gain more confidence and compared to when they first started have you seen them sort of trying to test their skills out outside of the coffee shop yeah I mean I think um the biggest changes that I'm seeing is particularly within like the Ukrainian refugee community who um you know many of them are really really fresh to Medway and um that you know there's varying levels of English but um some of you can really really see like some of the lower level um guys that have been coming quite regularly um you know obviously they're doing other things outside of the of the cafe as well but they're really I've seen the progress and they're doing an amazing amazing job and it's really amazing to see them be so motivated and be so committed um you know sometimes I I sort of say to them in in the coffee shop as well I was like if you want you know we can have a little Ukrainian group you know just to give you a bit of a break and they're like no 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 I want to speak English like all the time so it's okay great you know yeah and I think especially sort of coming from a country that is you know so traumatic and and their experience is probably really nice to see them open up a lot and and how do you see sort of people from different countries like interacting with each other um and sort of learning how's the vibe basically in there yeah do you know what it is an amazing atmosphere and 
to be honest, like I've always known, like all throughout um, my studies and starting off in my career, like I, I, I've always known that an international community is where I want to be. Um, because the people and the, and the vibe that you have there is just so... I don't know I can't even really put it into words it's just it's really different because every everyone kind of comes to it with this really open mind and you know really eager to learn and share their experiences and and learn about other people's experiences in a way that I don't know I I don't think I've ever experienced it like that in in any other place um so yeah you know you can hear people you know talking and um expressing their opinions talking about their backgrounds and their culture and you know things that they miss from home perhaps as well and it's just it's really nice to hear kent online reports an adult and two children have been rescued from a drifting inflatable off the kent coast the rnli lifeboat crew found them drifting from botany bay that had been one of eight call outs yesterday two kayakers also got into trouble in the water off westbrook bay tom grennan's going to be on the hit list on our sister radio station KMFM tonight. He'll be talking about his new summer anthem all these nights, taking part in Soccer Aid this year and what we can expect when he plays at Dreamland in Margate at the end of August. He'll be chatting to Numi from 7 this evening. And Beyonce has made it a second week at number one on the Kent Top 40. Break My Soul is still at the top, followed by About Time by Lizzo. Kent Online Sports. Great Britain have won a total of seven medals at the World Athletics Championships in Oregon. Kent's Dina Asher-Smith is bringing home a bronze after coming third in the 200 metres. And Dartford sprinter Adam Jamili has also got a bronze medal after running in the heats of the four by 100 metre relay with the team finishing behind Canada and the US in the final. On to football and it was a win for Gillingham at the weekend in their pre-season friendly against Southend United. Mikhail Mandron scored the only goal of the game at Roots Hall and Boss Neil Harris spoke to the club following the victory on Saturday. They asked for a complete shift in mentality today. Uh, pre-season has been about getting minutes and uh, energy and working on patterns with and without the ball. Um, addressed the players yesterday after our final day's training in the pre-season and said the mentality completely shifts. Today was treated like a league game. I wanted to win the game. Um, not spoke about any results we've had over the course of pre-season. Today was about winning and having that mindset. I thought for 22 minutes till the drinks break, I thought we were second best. I thought um, we couldn't get close to the ball. We got our shape completely wrong. Um, we didn't compete well enough. And I just reminded them what had been said with a few choice words about you know winning mentality. We adjusted the shape, adjusted positions we play, and uh, it was much better after that. And um, uh, I'm really really pleased because we've got through the end of pre-season and it looks like we've just come away with a, a, a knock to Stewie for a week or two um, and that's you know, a good position to be in. I've seen Mika get off the marker as well, obviously it's only a pre-season goal but it's, it's a good so it's confidence booster for him and a clean sheet too. Yeah, yeah, the life of the clean sheet um, was where we had one at Folkestone. Um, um, you know, we've not conceded goals really where we've been opened up or anything like that. We've conceded goals by our own doing, and I think that's where you see a shift in mentality today. Um, I think the, the, the goals we conceded over pre-season have been where we've given the ball away in our own third and been punished for it, either open play or leading to a penalty at Luton, which guys probably didn't see um, today. We, we still gave it away cheaply at times because I'm asking the boys to play from the back and, and you know be productive in, in that sense of things. And um, you know we, we didn't get punished, but 
we've got to make sure we're slightly better with the ball at times in our own half to just take care of it with better decisions. Second half we saw that, we played forward a little bit quicker at the right times and that's what winning football is. The Jules have a final warm-up match tomorrow before getting life in League Two underway with a trip to AFC Wimbledon on Saturday. And finally at the cinema, a Blue Water is going to be showing England's Euros game for free tomorrow night. The Lionesses are taking on Sweden in the semi-finals of the women's tournament. Maidstone's Alessia Russo is part of the England squad and will be hoping to add to her goal tally of three so far. She was also crucial in setting up the winning goal in the quarterfinal against Spain. That's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Plus, you can now get access to the ad-free Kent Online premium site. To do it, you need to head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.